0: Welcome to the Robert Hunt Financial Market Update. It's your host, Robert. Where I look at the week's news, it can be a bit confusing, misleading, and take you off course. And I hope to make it actionable, understandable, and clear. Another excellent show for you this week. We are going to look at a $1 trillion conflict of interest. One of our favorite topics here at the Robert Hunt Financial Market Update is maximizing your interest rates on your cash. We're going to look into the innards of the industry and see some of the dark side of you not getting your fair share on the interest rate game. So we will look at that. Then we have a CalPERS. Yes, this is the California Public Employee Pension Fund. We're going to see what is CalPERS doing. They are upping their venture capital allocation. Yay, yay, yay. Always fun to examine what they're up to. And then Wall Street Journal article, the first one of the the week by Hardika Singh. We look at a stock market bulls see room to run. Is that not a headline? For the ages, we're going to look at uh, what not to learn from it. But let's start at the top here. This is, I believe, the first time I've referenced an article from Financial Planning Magazine. I received this magazine. I suspect because I'm on some list as a registered investment advisor. So they send me this and it's got, it actually has good stuff. It's got various uh, industry trends. And this article was on the front cover. Wealth management's one trillion conflict of interest. Cash sweeps are lucrative to the industry, but not to client. And they're talking about how financial advisors can get greater yields. But what I I felt this article was worth sharing with you. Because it had some good history in it. So, the article begins... This is Tobias Salinger, the Planning Magazine. The manipulation of cash to generate more has often carried a sketchy reputation hundreds of years ago in England. The crime of coin clipping, shaving the edges off gold and silver currency to melt them together for sale, led to the punishment of death or branding. Whoa! So you see, back in the day, people would... Yeah, maybe you'd, you'd have a gold coin you'd just shave a little bit off of it and give it to your next friend but those little shavings over time you could kind of pull together And well you know what they did to you I, I was shocked that they would brand you ooh, or just kill you so you don't want to do that um, but the his, that's, that's the deep history I then learned it was Merrill Lynch that in 2000 I believe developed this sweep program I didn't know this and then it just kind of took off. So what happened in the industry is as the costs in the brokerage space dropped. So it used to be in the late 90s, early 2000s, you either either calling your broker, paying a percentage to buy a secure that still exists today. It's nauseating. Or you were paying like 50 bucks, 100 bucks flat online, maybe 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 20 bucks. Well, now it's free effectively across Vanguard, Schwab. Fidelity, it's free. Free trades. Well, how are they going to make their money? Well, here comes the cash sweep game. So, what's the, what is a cash sweep? Let's define it. It is typically known as just a settlement fund when you are at a brokerage account and you have cash sitting in there. You haven't placed a trade to buy anything. Maybe you've sold a security. Maybe you've moved money in there from a bank account. It's just waiting. It goes into a sweep account. And what, the com- what these companies do, Ostensibly, even when they're quote-unquote advising you, they will keep your money in a sweep account when multitude of options are available that are much, much better. I want to read to you the lowest yields in cash sweep accounts at 12 big brokerage firms. Our friends at Financial Planning put this together. We'll start at the best, okay? Fidelity Investments, 2.47. Pershing, 2.53. Edward Jones, 1%. Charles Schwab, 0.5% lpl financial 0.35 raymond james 0.25 ameriprise 0.25 wells fargo 0.15 ubs 0.05 morgan stanley 0.01 Morgan 0.01 merrill 0.01 now let me remind you vanguard's default cash sweep account is five percent because the vanguard group which is not a sponsor by the way does not seek to turn a profit they're what it's called a mutual mutual fund they run at cost these other companies are being squeezed because they're not making money on the commissions and a lot of times they don't make money on the advice on these self-directed accounts. Hopefully you're doing the same, self-directed, with an hourly financial advisor to come alongside you. But, But what can happen, and this is nefarious, you might be a client, you might be receiving advice, so you think, but you really have to own your situation. So on any of these accounts, Even though you may not have that default cash account, that VMFXX, which is the ticker for the Vanguard money market, it's their default sweep account. At any of these brokerage accounts, you can either use their money market funds, it takes a little bit of effort, Schwab has decent ones, Fidelity has decent ones, or you can use what are they called these exchange trade fund products. So you can actually buy a Vanguard exchange trade fund product, which is no commission, and use that to give yourself yield where you don't have it already. So there's a ticker I like, VUSB. VUSB, it's basically a money market fund. It's almost the same. It yields about the same as Vanguard sweep account. It's 0.10%. And you can, if you're at one of these, like Wells Fargo or... UBS or Ameriprise, and somehow you have free trades there, sometimes you don't. So it's, ugh, it's, it's even worse. You just need to leave, basically. But you can use these exchange-traded funds to play the game, okay? So I felt that was interesting. And then this article also highlighted, this is always interesting to me, nearly a quarter of global high-net-worth clients' assets were in cash at the beginning of 2022. The source here being CapGenemi Financial Analysis. So high net worth is defined as clients with a million bucks or more in investable assets. Cash and cash equivalents was 24%. Equities, stocks, 29%. Alternative investments, 14%. Real estate, 15%. Fixed income, 18%. I would change this dramatically, right? If I were to go in here and a client came to me and said, hi, I'm 24% cash, 18%. For one, I would just say, well, why do you have so much cash? It just pops off the page. And what it what I fear, what I fear in these scenarios is they are waiting for an opportune time to buy into the market. They are market timers in disguise. They don't, they perhaps won't admit that. They'll give some other reason. But over the long haul, it is an incredible drag on your return. In today's day and age, a five percent cash. It maybe doesn't feel like that, but over a 20, 30 year period it will be a drag. I really don't recommend you keep any more cash than you have to. So at max a year's worth of living expenses in cash, and unless you have some business reason, some future obligation, uh, you really don't need to keep any more cash than that. You should just be fully invested. Uh, Don't don't try and wait for the market to appear cheaper to you. Most human beings are going to lose at that game. The last, let's say, 12 months are evidence that uh, if you were trying to time the market, good luck to you. I don't know how you would have picked uh, the stock market's low October 11th, 2022 or so. It's up 21% from that low. And if we could go back and look at the headlines, the financial headlines, October 11th, 2022, we could go back and listen to the RHF market update. It would have given you all sorts of reasons not to buy. But there it goes. It turns on a dime. All of a sudden, it's up 20%, 21%. And if you're in 24% cash, like these high net worth folks are, well, what? Now do you get in? Now do you get out? I think it's a game that's not worth playing. So just know, if you have cash sweep accounts, if you're at any of of these other companies I referenced or anyone else other than Vanguard, you are going to have action items, okay? You're going to have things you need to be doing because the the gap between 0.01% at Merrill, 0.01% at JP Morgan, 0.01% at Morgan Stanley to 5% at Vanguard, is breathtaking and it's material amounts of money as your your deposit grows that you were the cash deposit that you have so uh, i thought it was a great article here i'm not gonna be able to link it i don't think i'll look for it on the internet but um just know you gotta be wise as a serpent here innocent as a dove when maximizing that cash i have seen it time and time again i get on the phone with a client and their brokerage house they use that has a quote-unquote free advisor and they they never quite bring up that the client should move their cash from the sweep account to a more optimal solution for them so welcome to the underbelly of financial advice next calpers one of my favorite folks to pick on america's largest public pension scheme calpers manages 444 billion in be- on, in capital on behalf of california's 1.5 million dollar 1.5 million people, sorry, state, school, public agency employees this is by Rosie Bradbury. CalPers is upping its VC allocation after a lost decade. So this article, what it thinks it's saying, or not what it thinks, what it is saying, but what I read it is the article thinks it's saying, oh wow, CalPERS is you know, being savvy and I'm um, getting into venture capital. What I read is it's it's pretty brutal all the time and energy CalPERS spends. You can imagine if you have 444 billion dollars you can invest in anything you want i want to read to you how its venture performance has been okay venture capital definitionally it's when a typically cowper's will give a chunk of money to a venture capital firm that will then seed various earlier stage typically technology companies so if uh in a perfect world facebook right if early days of venture capital investment would be provided these, are, these companies typically aren't profitable, and you hope it grows into a Facebook. From 2000 to 2020, CalPERS venture performance was 0.49% a year. I'll read that again. This is CalPERS now, an army of analysts. They can pick any VC fund they want. And they are required, haha public Entity that it is to disclose their performance in very clear terms. Otherwise, you get sued. So they do a good they do a good job of reporting. Typically, point four nine percent a year. Now, you and I can look at each other and say, "Now, hold on a second. If Calpers is effectively break even on a twenty year period for for this, what what kind of what kind of hope do you and I have at this game? Eh, not a game you want to play. And what I learned." in this article, but that I was always curious about, but it confirmed it. There are, believe it or else, there are venture capital funds that will not take Calper's money because they know their performance will be public and verifiable. No fancy pitch decks, no slick PDF files with pretty glossy returns. The accountability is such that they go, eh, we'll just not do that. So, Cowper's is doubling down. This is the man at the roulette wheel who's lost his first couple bets on black and red but keeps upping the bet. So as to recoup losses, this is called playing on tilt. In my opinion, Cowper's is playing on tilt. Let's not be a victim of that ourselves. But this is all, no surprise for me, this is all a bunch of complexity and gobbledygook you don't have to do to be an effective investor. What is tough for CalPERS is it's pensioners, these 1.5 million emplo- 1.5 million employees in California, they, they can't really advocate for themselves. If they could, and they anointed me king for a day, I would scrap everything. We would go to a 60% stock, 40% bond index completely, like the state of Nevada does, geniuses they are. And we'd be in the top 10% of all pensions across the country. And it would take one employee as the state of Nevada does. And all he does, he gets paid $135,000 a year. He opens the mail, throws it in the trash, he answers the phone and says no. And keeps investing in, you guessed it, 60% equity index fund, 40% bond index fund. you done. But it's tough to keep things simple when you have that many people, that much going on. Ugh. So... I found it very interesting that some VCs don't want to actually have CalPERS invest because of the transparency of return data. That should give you a little bit of of a window into whether this is a game. Is this a game we want to play? Because it sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Venture Capital, find the next Facebook. Most of the time, it's pretty rough. The Returns are pretty rough. So let's sidestep it. Let's not be like cowpers. And then, we've got a fun quote to end it. This is our last article. Wall Street Journal, Stock Market Bulls See Room to Run. Sentiment is improving in the midst of a stretch that features key economic data and the Federal Reserve's next interest rate decision. Article begins, Stock Market Bulls are in the driver's seat in the midst of a busy stretch that features key economic data and the Federal Reserve's next interest rate decision. These articles are starting to come out. What I'm seeing amongst friends, clients, whomever, is oh, people are reading these articles and saying, oh, wow, this is great. Hey, 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 we were kind of cash on the sidelines, not sure about the market, but now the market looks good. Maybe now we can invest. You see what a brutal game that is, listener. Again, I'll go back, October 11th, when the news was at its worst, to present, the U.S. stock market's up 21%. The U.S total stock market, up 21%. You might say, well, okay, well, what was the, what about international stocks? They were up 26%. So you remember a bit of a shift occurred. The international stocks are leading now. But had you waited for articles like this, and, and this is normative for many investors, they will wait to feel comfortable and invest. It is a, it is a fool's errand. It is not a fun game at all. So this article explains... The bear market, which lasted 248 days, was the, in, was the index longest since 1948. I didn't know that about the S&P 500. So, but this S&P 500 is up 13% in 2023. But all this stuff, I mean, they talked about the market and which stocks are leading, what's seeing it go out, and the article. Oh, here we go. Christina Hooper, chief global market strategist at Invesco, says what we're seeing is a fear of missing out. There's been a significant portion of investors that have sat out since last fall and they've seen the stock market go up and up. She's right. Christina Hooper, chief global market strategist at Invesco. These are intelligent people, but they have been sitting in cash waiting. Like those high net worth, that previous article, one of their largest positions is, is cash. This is no good. This is no good. So do not. Let the news cycle dictate when you invest. You will certainly be a worse investor for it. The article continues and just talks about how there are certain stocks, no doubt, in particular that investors have loaded into. It talks about the tech stocks. uh, Tesla, Apple, AMD, NVIDIA, and Amazon. But you don't have to pick a stock if you're an index fund person. What's equally scary is people who have not been using the index but have been playing the stock picking game and they didn't have money in Tesla, didn't have money in Nvidia, no Amazon, no Apple, no AMD, even though the market's up, they could be flat. Now that's really hard. You wanna talk about a really hard game? Try to be an individual stock picking investor that lags the market. Because the crisis of confidence is going to hit you like a bunch of bricks. You're not gonna be able to stick with it. You're gonna eventually bail and not get your fair share of the market's returns. And in closing, I want to quote Mr. Jack Bogle, the late great Jack Bogle, again the inventor of the index fund, with his Princeton thesis, the popularizer of it by taking it to the masses of the Vanguard in 1976. This is a quote I saw um, on Twitter. it says this: "Yes, investing is simple, but it is not easy." For it requires discipline, patience, steadfastness, and that most uncommon of all gifts, common sense. And the more I invest, I'm on my own investing journey, and the more I help people invest, the more I talk to people, clients or not, I am convinced of the truth of this quote. And I am absolutely convinced that investing is one of the hardest things you will ever do if you seek to do it well. You 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 heard me reference CalPERS. These people have 444 billion. They're not doing great, guys. Most investors, most investors, they earn about cash. Because they're in another market, they pick the wrong securities, they buy high, they sell low, they don't, they play around with debt. Most investors do poorly. So you got to figure out what game you can play. It may be that you shouldn't invest in stocks at all. I, I do a, a personal testimony with every client where I, I have them tell me how they grew up with money, how they relate to it. Helps me analyze strengths and weaknesses. And at the end of that story, sometimes I tell folks, I don't think you're a candidate for the stock market. It's rare, but it's, I have multiple folks where I just say, you know, because I want to lean into patience, steadfastness, discipline. How do I amplify those virtues? For some people, it's going to be owning real estate. For other people, it's going to be Sticking with what they know. And if they don't want to know about stocks, I'm not going to force them to know about stocks. And that common sense element, ooh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one because it's tough to know. And it, <laughs> I wish common sense was just always available. Sometimes common sense uh, can be very rare in, in moments of turmoil. So stay on the straight and narrow. Don't be like cowpers. Don't read the Wall Street Journal dic- to dictate your buy. Bi- and sell decision, be willing to move that cash around proactively, and as always, remember the fundamentals. Keep your costs slow, keep your investing simple, keep your time horizon long.